Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Rick Pettigrew, celebrating the new year by bringing you the top news stories that appeared this past week on Archaeologica. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. Head lice from mummies in the high Andes of Argentina are revealing the long-distance origins of people who lived 2,000 years ago. A Chinese tomb from 900 years ago has some unusual wall murals. A CT scan has revealed the physical details of a perfectly mummified Egyptian pharaoh. And a clay tablet from a huge and very old city in eastern Iran demonstrates some fascinating long-distance connections. The Audio News team would like to thank our friends for helping us continue this show without a break since we started more than 20 years ago. If you're not already a supporting member, please go to archaeologychannel.org and click on the Donate button. Especially now, we can use all the help we can get. Thanks to you also for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have 183 titles you can binge upon with your smart TVs on Roku, including the new 10-part series, The Orient Expedition. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Please help us spread the word. And now, here's Laura Pettigrew with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Pettigrew, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of December 26, 2021 through January 1, 2022. Our first story this week brings us to the Andes Mountains in Argentina, where a team of biologists has identified high-quality human DNA preserved in the glue of lice eggs still affixed to the hair of two mummies. As reported by Smithsonian Magazine, the team led by Dr. Alejandra Perotti, an associate professor in invertebrate biology at the University of Reading, England, examined the hair of two mummies about 2,000 years old. The mummies were found in the Kalingasta Caves of the High Andes Mountains, in what is today the San Juan province in west-central Argentina. The region is cold and arid, lending itself to the exceptional preservation of the mummified remains of these people, members of what is known as the Ancilta culture. The preservation also works on parasites, such as the eggs laid by head lice in human hair. Body lice and the related head lice are parasites that have evolved along with their primate hosts, including humans, and moved with us around the globe. These tiny pests have often revealed new information about ancestral peoples and their movements. The team suspected that human DNA might still remain in the sheath of cement that the louse produces to glue each egg to a strand of a person's hair. The analysis used a dye that binds to DNA, along with special imaging techniques, to reveal that the nuclei of human cells were still trapped and preserved in some of this glue. Most notably, the team's approach allowed the scientists to study this DNA without destructive techniques that often damage human remains. This avoids the ethical and cultural concerns that arise from destructive tests on mummies. After isolating the DNA within the lice glue sample, they inserted a tube and extracted that DNA for sequencing. 
The genomes from the skin cells show genetic links to ancient individuals who lived in Amazonia 2,000 years ago, suggesting that the forebears of the ancient Ancilta moved up into the mountains from the rainforests of southern Venezuela and Colombia. The study adds to our understanding of prehistoric population movements in South America, which is limited because of the history of eradication and deportation of indigenous groups during the colonial period. Our next story takes us to China's Shanxi province, where a newly found tomb from the Jin dynasty from AD 1115 to 1234 has murals illuminating family prayer practices of people in the region. As reported by XinhuaNet.com, the tomb was discovered in the Nia village in the mountainous Shanxi province of northern China. The tomb held the remains of four people and would have been used by a family. On the main wall of the tomb, where the arched tomb gate leads into the chamber, is a set of murals with themes not previously seen. According to Zhang Zhaohui of the Shanxi Provincial Institute of Archaeology, the tomb murals from this dynasty typically depict filial piety and feasts. Earlier this year, 14 family tombs from the same period came to light in a village near Huma City. The tomb murals depict characters associated with good luck, one also contained a brick carving depicting the couple who were buried within on chairs with a square table on each side on which a plate of peach fruits or pastry is placed. However, the new tomb discovered is quite different from those in terms of the images in its murals. The new paintings feature a variety of relatively unusual images, including a starry sky, a child riding a crane, and a lion playing with a silk ball, as well as a dog and a deer. These are symbols of good fortune and auspiciousness. Analysis is continuing to understand the full meaning of these unique images and their associated family prayers. This new discovery, along with previous two mural finds, helps enrich our understanding of the beliefs of people living under the Jin dynasty, which is also known as the Jurchen Jin dynasty. The Jurchen Jin dynasty was the last ruling dynasty before the Mongol conquest of China under Genghis Khan, starting in AD 1211. For our third story this week, we go to Egypt, where scientists have used three-dimensional computer tomography scanning methods to digitally unwrap the mummy of Pharaoh Amenhotep I. As reported by EurekaAlert.org, researchers have avoided opening Amenhotep's mummy so as to preserve its pristine state. The reign of Amenhotep I is commonly dated to 1525 to 1504 BC. He was the son of Amosa I, the founder of the 18th dynasty of Egypt's new kingdom, often seen as the golden age of ancient Egypt. Under Amenhotep I and his successors, the country was prosperous, militarily successful, and the pharaoh was worshipped as a god after death, along with his mother, Amosa Nefertari. Amenhotep's mummy is described as perfectly wrapped, decorated with flower garlands, and its face and neck covered by an exquisite lifelike mask inset with colorful stones. The last time the mummy was opened was in the 11th century BC, around four centuries after the pharaoh's initial burial. 
Restoring and reburying royal mummies was common practice by priests in the 21st dynasty from 1069 to 945 BC to repair damage done by grave robbers. In ransacking the mummy of Amenhotep I for amulets of gold and gems, the grave robbers had torn loose his head and left arm, and left other holes in damage. The 21st dynasty priests patched and rewrapped him, and placed his mummy into a cache with other New Kingdom royalty at Deir el-Bari, which was not rediscovered until 1881. The original tomb of Amenhotep I has not yet been found. The new computer process of digitally unwrapping the mummy allowed researchers to reveal it in very thin layers, from the mask to the bandages, and down to the mummy itself. The technique allowed scientists to study the well-preserved pharaoh in more detail than ever before. The unwrapping revealed that Amenhotep was around 35 years old at the time of his death, based on the fusion of his bones and the wear to the teeth. He was approximately 5 foot 6 inches tall, had relatively healthy teeth, and was circumcised. Researchers described him as having similar features to his father, with a narrow chin, small narrow nose, curly hair, and a slight overbite. No cause of death was apparent from the analysis. Underneath the wrappings, the mummy still wore 30 amulets and a golden girdle with gold beads. His right arm, still in the original wrappings, was laid across his chest. The first example known of this familiar later style for mummies, with the arms crossed on the chest. Over 40 royal mummies of the New Kingdom have been studied since 2005 as part of the Egyptian Antiquity Ministry Project. 22 royal mummies, including that of Amenhotep I, were transferred in April 2021 to a new museum in Cairo for further study and eventual display. The research demonstrates the potential of CT imaging in examining mummies, including those from civilizations other than Egypt. The complete results of the new study are available online in the open-access journal Frontiers in Medicine. Our final story this week takes us to the so-called Burnt City in far eastern Iran near the Afghan border, where archaeologists have unearthed an Elamite clay tablet used in the ancient past for accounting. As reported in the Tehran Times, the tablet is the first of its kind found in over 50 years and measures 11 by 7 centimeters. It was found in what was once a residential area in the burnt city, called Shar-e Sukte in Persian. The city is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and an early Bronze Age urban settlement associated with the Helmand culture of eastern Iran and western Afghanistan. Helmand culture people built cities with temples and palaces and other evidence of complex social structure. Shari Sukte was occupied in four successive periods between 3200 and 2350 BC. Each of the first three periods ended with the city being burnt down. After the fourth, the city was abandoned for reasons as yet unknown. Artifacts and architecture from several of the city's periods suggest that its culture may have arisen independently from cultures to the west, such as Elam in southwestern Iran, and at times had stronger ties with lands to the east in modern Pakistan and northwest India than in the well-known Mesopotamian cultures to the west. Thus, the site is critically important for understanding whether early cultures arose independently to the east of Mesopotamia and Elam, and what kinds of connections they formed to the less well-known areas of South Asia, such as the Indus Valley. 
the newly discovered clay tablet seems to depict the types and quantity of shipped goods, as well as some symbols that are still unfamiliar to researchers. Such symbols indicate a history of trade, particularly with western areas of the Iranian plateau. It adds to the body of other findings at this site. Additional artifacts include a kiln, used either as a pottery oven or for metal smelting, as well as animal and human figurines, featuring various designs from cows to humans in the form of sitting women and standing men. According to senior Iranian archaeology Syed Mansour Syed Sajadi, researchers have even found the skeleton of a captive monkey, probably from India. Up to now, little evidence has shown that the inhabitants of the burnt city interacted with other cultures. However, these new findings suggest significant commercial connections well beyond the region, notably to the Elamite culture further west. Other artifacts at the site originate not only from western Iran, but as far as Central Asia and modern-day India. So far, only around 4 or 5 percent of the burnt city site has been excavated. We still have much to learn about this mysterious place, but these findings indicate that there is much more to come as excavations continue. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. I'm Laura Pettigrew, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Music